Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It is not too late to make a New Year's resolution, even if it's no longer the time when people are saying Happy New Year, especially if you're looking to get fit and have nutrient-dense food that's going to give you energy without a bunch of sugar, salt, fat, and processed stuff that just doesn't serve your body well. And one way to do that is with home delivery of Factor chef-prepared meals. Fuel up fast with ready-to-eat nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list and you don't have to cook before you settle in to watch wrestling during the week. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. You've heard me talk about these before, I suspect, and I order Factor meals on my own, whether they sponsor the show or not. I'm a believer in these meals. Sometimes I'm just too busy to cook, even though I like to cook. But I know when I'm eating good food, and it's so nice knowing those Factor meals are in the refrigerator, fresh, never frozen, with whole food, healthy ingredients, ready to be microwaved in just over two minutes, and I'm eating. I don't have to wait 45 minutes for delivery and pay a tip. And frankly, so often that delivered food is full of fat, it's deep fried. You're not going to get that with Factor meals. No matter your lifestyle, Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals to help you live life to the fullest. There's keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus options on the menu each week. They are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. You don't have to calorie count or try to figure out how much protein or carbs you're getting. They balance it for you. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. I always look forward to hitting refresh on the Factor website and seeing the new date pop up for the meal plan a couple weeks out and selecting the meals that I want. You don't have to select meals. They will automatically send you their selection based on your prior selections, but you can customize it too. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes in the microwave, no prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50. That's a new website and a new code this month. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50 and use code wade50 to get, this is clever, 50% off your first box. That's code wade50 to get 50% off at factormeals.com slash wade50. Treat your body right, give yourself more energy, and save time and money with Factor Meals and get 50% off with coupon code WADE50. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. 
online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, PW Torch and Spreaker bring you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's time for the weekly flagship, talking current events in pro wrestling. Today's five years ago flagship flashback jumps back to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast from February 15th, 2018. Bruce Mitchell joined me and we talked about New Day's Pancakes gimmick. And it's racist history, the racist history of some of the imagery of what the New Day were doing. Also, Ric Flair's latest bad judgment, keys to WWE Network growing, why the WWF hated Dusty Rhodes in the 1980s, and a look at other former competing promoters and bookers and how they fared, including Jerry Lawler, Harley Race, Paul Heyman, and Eric Bischoff, all of whom would go on to work, of course, for WWE at some point in the future. Also, some reaction to SmackDown, including... The U.S. title situation and top 10 rankings. So let's get to it. This is the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. Five years ago, flagship flashback for Wednesday, February 22nd, 2023. Now, Podcast One brings you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's time for the weekly flagship talking current events in pro wrestling. All right, Bruce, uh, this week on SmackDown, we had another segment, probably the most prominent segment in professional wrestling history featuring pancakes. And the, yesterday, uh, I, I talked about that with Greg Parks, and we you know, joined in in kind of a frivolous way about pan- the merits of pancakes versus, I think it was Shelton Benjamin who brought up waffles, and Greg brought up French toast, and I ran a poll on Twitter in which, uh, what, what do you think is ahead, Bruce? I know you like polls. What, what of those three do you think is winning? Oh, pancakes. No, French toast. Really? Yeah, French toast is ahead. Pancakes is uh, is second place, and poor waffles, uh, distant third. So WWE, it would seem on the surface, it's about bringing smiles to people's faces. It's irreverence. It's playful. In this week's Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletter, which you have been writing for since 1990, uh, and writing about serious topics, you know, pro wrestling. It's okay to do more than analyze storylines and, and talk about great moves and matches uh, in this business. And, and you've been doing it since 1990, uh, covering the big topics. And 
you you wrote a column for this week's Torch newsletter. It's the uh, one cover dated February 14th, issue number 1550, in which you had a different take on it and uh, a juxtaposition with that in the video they did for uh, Black History Month. What uh, talk talk about the premise of of the of the column and and when you watched that segment, what you saw that I think your column and what we're about to talk about might make more people think about than happen. Well, um, you know, WWE every year, um, at every year of Black History Month um, runs these runs these videos, um, and this year I think they've done more a more thoughtful job. They've had their superstars go to. Um, Go to one of the museums, civil rights museums in um, in Memphis. There's actually one here in Greensboro because um, you're you're using the superstars term now. You've been indoctrinated. We I, I yell can. at people who do that. All right, well don't yell at me. So <laughs> uh, so anyway, they you know and a little more thoughtful. They um you know to and it was kind of disconcerting a little bit how much some of what the superstars didn't know, like you know Rosa Parks, and that's about you know I, I was trying to think who it was. Maybe it was um. Anyway, one of them said, "Well, I didn't know that there were more African American women involved involved in the in the Birmingham bus boycotts than just Rosa Parks." You just kind of shake your head, going, you know. But anyway, I mean, the, the history and culture of the United States, and um, at, in Greensboro, North Carolina, A and T University, um, one of the predominant um, HBCUs um, for um, for students started the lunch boycott um, at Woolworths, and um, there's a museum downtown where the Woolworths was. Um, it's one of the, you know, so, you know, right here where I'm from has a, a rich history, too, for that. And I, I make that comment because it always, to me, is in juxtaposition of how WWE, um, pro wrestling in general, but WWE and specifically, and specifically even in 2018, um, Portrays people of color and particularly African Americans. So, um, so New Day, as over as they are, um, even before the pancake thing, um, as over as they are, um, you've got three college-educated, um, you know, intelligent black men um, playing. This, this cornucopia of stereotypes. I mean, they're 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 grinning and shucking and jiving, and then they're. Um, you know, they're, the New Day originally was the you know, when they were heels was the insincere um, church black church huckster, um, and it's still Big E starts off that way. And then, you know, there's a lot of pelvic thrust and, and um, you know Jim Crow stereotypes and stereotypes coming out of um, um, the history of slavery were that that black people were, and I, I quoted it from the constitution, I think what 1788, that black people were three fifths um, of, of, of American citizens because you had to, you know, to have slavery, to treat people that horribly, to make them work and to deny them any rights and, and, and um, you know, the brutal treatment that came along with that, um, to justify it, you had to say they weren't human in the first place. They were they're partially human, or they're more like animals. And it was, you know, it was like no one, you know, you don't talk about slavery of animals very much. But um, so that was so there was all these stereotypes. One of them was that that African American males were um, highly sexualized. So you've got you you know you've got these these three guys in um, New Day with the pelvic thrust with with um, 
all the, you know with all that stuff you've got the unicorns you've got the the the, the comments all the time and um you know they're not they're they're out there to entertain you and then you add pancakes to pancakes to it i about said to the mix but pancakes to it and um the most famous the most recognizable um character children's book character um out of the out of the early part of the last century um out of jim crow laws and jim crow laws just quickly are the laws that segregated blacks from whites that um you know, no, no colored people allowed um those laws and and you know about voting about there you know it was um draconian and and horrible and all that but anyway the, there was a character called little black sambo and little black sambo and sambo became a racial epithet um you didn't call um, a black man. It was like calling a black man an ape. It was like calling a black man the N word. You were going to fight over calling him Sambo. I mean, that was just. Um, and it was a, 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 a an African boy in this in this story. Um, big lips, bug eyes, and um, he was being chased by tigers in the jungle. And he anyway, the, the story is he tricked the tigers into chasing their own tail so fast that they spun around, spun around, spun around, and they turned into pancakes with butter. And um, as I was growing up, it just kind of hit me. I mean, I've known Little Black Sambo is part of the culture. And um, when you go and see Jim Crow exhibitions, if you go there, there are people who collect, um, you know, no colored people allowed signs, and they, they collect um, – they collect some of the, the types of advertisements that would feature cartoonish um, African American people in really you know really derogatory terms. And they, if you go to flea markets around here, you'll see that, and they'll say you know it's historic and all that. And you always wonder, particularly you know, who's it's something that should be preserved because it's part of the history and it, there's a, there's a lesson to it. You always wonder about the people that collect that, particularly when they're Caucasian. So. Um, but Little Black Sambo, that book was in my grandparents' house, and um, I'm, you know, late fifties. I mean, I'm in my late fifties, and so just to give you a generational thing, um, that when I first went to public schools, the public schools in Durham, North Carolina, were were segregated, and then they were integrated. And when I was in the fourth grade, but they were integrated slowly. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? 
Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In 2012, NXT transitioned into the developmental system and ultimately the brand you see today. On the Torch VIP podcast, NXT Eight Years Back, we'll be taking a weekly look at this page in NXT's early history. Join Kelly Wells and me, Tom Stout, from PWT Talks NXT every Saturday as we go eight years back to the day to track NXT's rising talents and why they did or didn't work out, exclusively for PW Torch VIP members. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And um, so the first African-American culture I ever saw was um, Little Black Samba, um, Pancakes. And to have those three um, who are very good athletes, who are very smart business people, who are, um, you know, as I said, you know, college educated up to a Ph.D. for um, Xavier Woods. And we've been around Big E and um, he, you know, in real life, it, he's a um, – you know, he's very well spoken, very smart guy, and to see them out there clowning around with pancakes um, goes right to Little Black Sambo. And it was there was a restaurant called Sambo's that was predated. Um, it was a chain of restaurants like a Denny's. It predated Denny's, but it was all over um, the country. It was on the, particularly on the East Coast. And they and they literally did. They literally named it that because they wanted. Um, a certain type of customer to come and a certain type of customer not to come. And they wanted that customer to be, you know, to be comfortable there. And um, as the civil rights movement got stronger um, in the seventies in and sixties and seventies, and they went out of business by the end of the seventies because of that name. And um, little black Sambo, um, it, it was the stereotype of the, of the, of the kid with the straight up hair, um, um, 
the the um the lazy shiftless superstitious dumb um but funny and nice and um happy to be here and happy to know their place um culture and uh it's just really odd to see this portrayed there and you can say it's just this is a coincidence i don't see how in the world it could be um this man grew up he's 10 years older than i am um uh, he's a little more than 10 years older than Almost I am. 15 in, years, yeah. Yeah, and he grew up in Pinehurst, North Carolina. He grew up in the, in the South. And, he, and um, Michael Hayes um, is my age and grew up in, you know, grew up in Pensacola, Florida and, and, and that. And they know. And, it's, and if this was just something that never happened before, I, I'd chalk it up to coincidence. But um, you know, this is a company that sent out – And that would Canada. be generous. And that would be generous, yeah. yeah. It would be generous to do that. But this is a con- this is a company that sent out Mark Henry and had him call himself and scripted him to say and, – and they said it self-proclaimed, knowing because they didn't want their announcers to call a black man a gorilla. So if the black man said it was all right, if Mark Henry said it was all right to call him a, a – you know, um, A silverback. Silverback, you know, self-proclaimed silverback, that was part of it. That was, a, you know, a, a company that sends out um, that – you know, I, I wasn't laughing, but I saw um, a historical um, wrestling um, Twitter site um, that this month has been honoring day by day um, wrestler, you know, African American wrestlers, and they and they honored Kamala, um, and Kamala was a main eventer for um, this man's WWF against Hulk Hogan, and he was a savage from the jungle. I mean, there, there's never. You can't make a more despicable stereotype than Kamala was, and people kind of looked the other way at it because he was a good worker and um, played it well and gave excited, you know, gave excited matches in his prime. But it was, it was a, you know, an evil stereotype right out of the worst of the Tarzan movies and um, a cannibal. Um, with you know, there's no historical precedence for any of that, but that's what it, that's what was there. That you know, this is a company that um, that in recent years had a tag team called crime time, which they were petty criminals who celebrated, um, um, lower income African-American criminals who cheated and stole and, and did all that. And this is, um, this is what WWE has done. And there's, you know, there's more of those. You look at the Usos, um, people of color and what their whole gimmick is, um, um, prison culture and the prison system in the United States has, Many, many more a disproportionately a number of African American males in it than any other um, than anybody else in our population. Um, and so WWE talks out of one side of their mouth um, about Martin Luther King being um, Vince McMahon's hero, even though there's no evidence that he had any kind of effect on Vince McMahon and what and what he did. Is and you never hear Vince McMahon ever talk about why. This is one of his heroes. They just—it's just something that they said. This is the company that, when Teddy Long was the SmackDown, you know, SmackDown general manager, off and on for ten years, every time this African American man was there in a position of authority, he had a. Um, there was a picture of Mar- there was a photo of Martin Luther King in whatever arena it was, right behind him on his wall on, on his office. Um, it's it's um, you don't see this anywhere else and, and the, the accumulation of it um, makes me sure that um, that that new day and their pancakes come from little black Sambo and um, it's 
pretty disgusting. And and my question isn't so much with Vince McMahon and the WWE as it is with um, as it is with the three gentlemen playing this. And at some point, you know, I know it's a monopoly business. I know that um, they have they they have families and children, and they're trying to do the best in their careers for it. And they've got they're in a good spot. And a lot of what New Day is, you know, New Day has you know, Bootios, um, African Americans with with big butts. Um, all of that stuff just adds up together, and particularly in 2018, it's pretty despicable. And but those three, you, you sit there and go, well. Um, you know, someone else can come play the role. Another African American wrestler, and there's it's a it's a buyer's market, not a seller's market, as far as talent goes. But I'd also say, you know, as we see with John Cena, as we see with, um, you know, with anybody in WWE that that makes money for the company, New Day makes money for the company. That that um, those three, I would I would think have um, you know have enough pull. Or have shown that they are valuable enough to say no, we're not doing this part of the act, or no, we're going to tone down this stuff and keep 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 what makes the act um, exciting, which is the three of them and their styles, and not and it's not the you know it's not the pelvic thrust, it's not the um, it, it's not the dirty um, limericks, it's not limericks but dirty illusions and all that. It's um it's just the energy and the fun of the act. Um, without the stereotypes and and without the negative racial profiling and all the rest of it, so it's um, it's you know I, I wrote about it and um, sambo is sambo is a term right up there. Um, it's one of those terms that you know you, you feel if you know the history of it, it pisses you off to even write it. You know it pisses you off to even see it. But I just thought um, enough's enough. They they pushed it really hard. And I really I literally. I literally finished the column um, while um, Shelton Benjamin was out there stepping on pancakes, and um, I thought that I thought for a minute that, that Benjamin was going to say something about Little Black Sambo, but he did. I mean, it's just um, so. Anyway, that's um, it's you know they it's a history and it's um, you know, it, it seems like bad in the fact that it's bad in the fact that their demographic um, includes a significant amount of African Americans. I mean, it's, it, they their demographic that they. Their clientele is not um, is not all Caucasian, all high level income Caucasian, and I think high level income, um, highly educated people would be, uh, you know, would know enough to be offended by this nonsense. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. 
laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anytime you're watching WWE Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite in particular, send us an email if you've got thoughts on the show or a topic you want us to address or a question for us. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. If there's anything else going on in pro wrestling that you want us to address on our main podcast during our mailbag segments, that same email applies. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. We invite that interaction. Let us know what you think of what we're saying and let us know what you want us to talk about and ask us specific questions. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The marketing of their uh, T-shirts in the art style that's chosen for the cartoonish depiction of themselves does also harken back in a way that makes me think there's there's either... A self-awareness or on one level of trying to own it in some way and or there's a complete ignorance or they're trying to get away with something and I'm, I'm I don't know if there's a fourth option and I'm not particularly comfortable with any of them no I'm not either and I, I I'm not and I'm, I'm not um, that that I mean there's certainly been any number of um, ethnic Acts and ethnic gimmicks across entertainment um, that have that have sold out for this, and that have I, I look at you know I, I, I look at uh, Jimmy Walker in um, Good Times, so that Jimmy Walker and the rest of the cast of Good Times, which is a really big popular sitcom by Norman Lear, who was a groundbreaking sitcom um, producer, all in the family, you know, and and he he had a sitcom about uh, about a um, a low-income Chicago African-American family, and they had this one character that was really popular, had the catchphrase, um, Kid Dynamite and all this stuff that um, was buffoonish and fit all those stereotypes and um, but made a lot of money. Jimmy Walker, who's you know now older and um, you know a, a Las Vegas comedian, and you know you know there were definitely there were definitely you know acts that did that and were willing to. Um, and it usually cost them. It cost him. Um, it usually cost these acts um, in the in the 1930s and 40s. The most popular 
um, African American movie star was Step and Fetch. It was um, a, a, a man who played uh, a buffoon, a, 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 like with a low IQ, and um, you know that, that fit into every stereotype. And, and white audiences loved him. And he drove a Rolls Royce and made a lot of money and lived a really miserable life. And, and so it's um, I just you know I you know I look at um, a lot of what those the three guys in New Day do, Xavier Woods and how they express themselves and what they what they've done in their life. And um, you know, as I said, you know, with education, with achievement and all that and why they're out there um why they're out there flirting with little black sambo is is really concerning. And if they if they're of the you know, if they're if they didn't know, I mean, um you know Kofi Kingston's from Guyana, um I don't know, but um, you know it's come up before too with Kofi Kingston and some, like you said, some of the art that was there um, that they've had in their in in their gimmicks and their T-shirts and all that. Particularly with Kingston, very much was um, kind of a throwback to um, the, the kind of Jim Crow advertisement I'm talking about. So um, I, I I think it's not good for business. I think it's unnecessary, and I wonder whether there's not. Um, I wonder whether the older people in creative aren't laughing at it. You know, you know, we got them out there doing this. And, you know, and to be honest with, with, with this man, too, is Vincent man wants everybody to stooge, you know, wants everybody to be demonstrative and, and um, larger than life and, and, and show, you know, be cartoonish. But um, this is, you know, this is kind of ridiculous. And I mean, not just ridiculous. But this is this this. Um, takes and, and, people who believe all this kind of thing and go, well, there they are on television. I told you those people are like that. And, and that's, that's part of the real danger, particularly in a, particularly in a, in a country right now that's in my lifetime is um, more racially divided than I've ever seen. So um, it's, it, 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 it's tough. I mean, that's not, um, it's, I, I, I'm, I, you know, I wanted to write this. I wanted to be real careful about it. And um, I took some time to do it, but it's, um, you know, I'm interested in if there is a reaction to it, and particularly, not I'm not interested in Vincent Mann's reaction to it. I don't know that they will, that he would even ha- that he would ever see it. He might, but um, but New Day certainly. I think that sometimes the, the parts in life where you do something because it's right, not just because you're making a lot of money. And this is one. This is to me. This is one of those issues. And the juxtaposition of of the the Black History Month. The celebration of Martin Luther King Day. WWE sends me and a lot of media the a preview of the Martin Luther King video they put together annually. And so this is not a company that's ah, we're just going to be irreverent, break rules. You won't believe what we're going to say next. We're inspired by Howard Stern and you know morning shock jocks and like. And then it's like okay, well, we can then evaluate it on that basis and probably still plug our nose at what they're doing and and what they think they're getting away with and the the entertainment value of it. But when you put it on the same show as, hey, let's educate you in this thoughtful way about uh, the, the history and uh, uh, the, uh, about Black History Month and go to the museum and, and have our, our wrestlers, uh, some of them superstars, some of them not, explain how, what, what black history means to them uh, in the Martin Luther King tribute and, and all that. It's just like they it, – it's like they it, – it, it, are they doing that so they can get away with this? You know, like, that's what comes to mind. And I don't want to think there's some ulterior motive to celebrating Black History Month and Martin Luther King Day and having the portrait on the wall of Teddy Long. But it, it seems like they're propping 
real history up so they can gain some equity to get away with doing things that are from a historical through the historical lens are are shameful yeah and there's really there's really no other sports or entertainment entities oh god um, no that are doing anything like this no. i mean there's you know there's there's you know there's comedy styles that are broad and you know it all across comedy and some in african-american acts but it's nothing like this it's nothing it, it, there's nothing that's subservient about it and that that there is with this um all right okay let, let's do one more real quick social issue because there is another one I, I, and, I, well, let, let me introduce who we are since we're uh 20 oh, yeah. 27 minutes into the show uh we usually do this at three minute mark um or five or ten minute mark uh i'm wade keller this is the wade keller pro wrestling podcast right here at podcast one and i'm joined today on the thursday flagship for thursday february 15th 2018 by pro wrestling torch senior columnist bruce mitchell i do three shows with bruce per week one on tuesdays for a half hour to 45 minutes usually sometimes a little longer covering raw and any breaking news since the weekend and then we do another uh, current event session uh, in a format like you just heard, uh, long-form answers on uh, big-picture topics and also uh, just reaction to smaller things on the TV shows and that kind of thing. And then we also do a mailbag segment where we talk about history, and you'll get a taste of that coming up in uh, the next couple segments here on the show with uh, some questions you guys have sent in either to this show or to the Bruce Mitchell Audio Show, and I've picked a few out that, that will, uh, and we'll get to some of them here on the show. So if you want to hear more Bruce Mitchell, if this is a kind of – wrestling analysis by the end of the show that you want to hear more of on a regular basis, uh, please check out VIP membership. You can uh, let DDP Yoga now help you set your goals, take control, and own your life. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey guys, it's Mike McMahon from the All Elite After Show. Every week, Andrew Socek and I break down AEW on our free PW Torch podcast. We've been doing this show since 2016. That's right. We're on our fifth year. When we started the show back then, we were talking just Impact Wrestling, and we still talk about them from time to time as well. And over the years, we've branched out to also discuss MLW, and of course, the main event of our program, which is always the latest going on in AEW. Again, the show is called the All Elite After Show with me, Mike McMahon, and my partner, Andrew Socek. You can check us out as part of the PW Torch Daily Cast lineup. You can subscribe to our show and all of the Daily Cast shows just by searching PW Torch on any podcast cast app and of course you can listen ad free with a pw torch vip membership amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development 
online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. All right, we're back. Uh, Bruce, uh, before I kind of set the stage and gave a little plug there after our discussion on New Day, you said you had another social issue that you wanted to bring up. Let's uh, let's talk about that. Yeah, it won't take very long. Um, you know, you, you, Ric Flair, um, Ric Flair, 30 for 30 ESPN, um, bragging about sleeping with 10,000 women in his lifetime, just about at the time that um, the Me Too movement really gained steam in, in across the country and in, in the culture, and it, it certainly had it certainly touched um, professional wrestling, and, it, and it's been in the news and, and, and all that. So um, here comes Valentine's Day, and Ric Flair has a, a new management team, and he has been um, aggressively hawking um, T-shirts and hawking, um, you know, hawking a lot of stuff on his website, you know. Gimmicks and all that. He, you know, if you, I think this, I think today, and you might have time to do this. I don't know. Um, if you bought two hundred dollars worth of merchandise from him, he would call your sweetheart for Valentine's Day. Well, one of the gimmicks that they hawked a few days ago was a Valentine's Day sexual consent form, a parody of a contract that that suggest, that Ric Flair suggested that you know, with his name on it, that you would um, that you would have someone signed before you had sex with them. And it was, um, you know, it was in the news, a parody of the Me Too movement, you know, to protect anybody um, saying that, you know, saying that um, they're, you know, and, and the implication was clear that victims, you know, the victims weren't really victims a lot of the time. So they were just um, troublemakers or, or trying to make a buck or whatever, you know, there was um, with that. And, you know, I remember seeing that and just going, just going, Boy, you could not be more tone deaf. <laughs> yeah, you just could not be more tone deaf. And um, you know, unlike um, what we just talked about, um, the word is that WWE thought the same thing and and had a word with with Flair and his um, and his team. And I can't imagine Flair came up with that on his own or designed it or did that. It was just um, you know, someone on his management team must have thought that was a good idea and Flair liked it and they went with it. But um, you know, it's the the world changes and what's celebrated for some folks um, now isn't celebrated. And, and um, you've got to be aware of, you know, you've got to be aware of that. But I just thought, Lord, <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, you know, at least they had the good sense to just yank it as soon as, you know, it, it, just about as soon as it went up, it went right back down. But um, um, tone deaf, terrible idea. And um, not funny. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a big believer that you can, you can, you can do comedy about any subject it's oh, truth yeah. and it's funny, and this was neither one. So that was um, you, it was impressive and not so great. You are not a prude. Uh, name a few of your favorite comedians. Richard Pryor. Yeah, and then there's a big drop off. But uh, uh, any others that come to mind? Uh, Richard Pryor, Bill Hicks. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's. So, there's so my no, point, my point is yeah. is you're not you <laughs> you're not someone who is is offended by anything that's controversial, uh, you know, just in nature. It, it has to do with, I, I think, as you've laid out, uh, the, the tastefulness in a, of the target and the the punchline of the joke. So anyway, all right, let's, let's move on to – I want to talk about WWE business for a second because WWE financials came out uh, last Thursday after we recorded the flagship uh, show last week with Jason Powell. But uh, the, the, the top story that's – 
stuck out to me more than the I think de- I won't call it deceptive, but less less than meaningful record revenue that WWE keeps bragging about because the record revenue is driven by things that are completely disconnected from fan satisfaction right now. It's a guaranteed contract for TV at a time when their TV ratings are going down. And it's tied to WWE network revenue, which is the story I want to talk about. But it's driven by the fact that all the revenue comes to them and then the expenses come out of it rather than the old days where the expenses were taken out by cable and pay-per-view distributors and then they got what was left over. So they have this big advantage to get a boost to their revenue that they did not have in the pre-network era. So to me, record revenue is fine to talk about. It's a fact, but it isn't indicative of doing an exceptional job with the on-air product. What is, I would argue is are more and more people subscribing to WWE Network because what they see on Raw and SmackDown and YouTube and WWE.com, etc. Does that make them go, I want to pay and see everything, and I want to see the premium layer? Well, the last few years, this has been the United States paid subscribership. It started at 816000 in 2014. It went up almost 400000 by the end of 2015. It went up under, a little under 200000 at the end of 2016, in 2017, it only went up 68,000. So we're seeing a sharp decline in year-to-year growth. Now, this is a new technology, so to speak, a new delivery method for WWE. It would be expected that there would be a surge, and that's where that 816,000 came in at the end of 2014. But the growth is going a direction that I think should be of concern. International is no better, by the way. International is going to be the savior. A couple years ago, we're like, we'll just wait till they get in all these markets. And in 2014, they were at 44,000 outside U.S. and Canada. It went up 233,000 by the end of 15, up 93,000 by the end of 2016, only up 36,000 by the end of 2017. So this, where they are now, Bruce, in their subscribership seems like by a year from now, we're not going to be talking about, I, I don't know, I don't foresee how we're going to be talking about a massive change in subscribership. It seems like it's leveling out with very modest growth as the more optimistic expectation for this year. So I, I argue this in my story on PWTorch.com and in the newsletter this week and on my audio shows. I, I talked about you know what WWE needs to grow now is a different strategy than just free months, free months, try us, try us, once you try us, you'll love us. It, now they've got to take a hard look at their product. And why are fewer people watching on cable? Is it just because of the movement away from wired homes, you know, traditional cable and satellite? Is it something else? Why... Is the churn rate so high, and why is the growth slowing down before we surge past $2 million paid? And to me, that means looking at how they're presenting the product, both in terms of how they present their stars and finding new stars. You know, maybe if fans are chanting someone's name randomly throughout shows, they ought to look at that person and go, maybe we ought to feature them. And then also look at how much they give away on TV with these lockdown prices of what they're getting in rights fees, and rethink how they promote what is exclusive on the network and maybe some combination of those things can grow. Is there any hope uh, that, that they will do things? Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling, taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. 
On Sunday nights with a WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. my assessment that those are kind of the two key areas where growth will come from, not just strong-arming people into trying it for free. Yeah, I think there's hope, and I think there was some hope this week because, um, you know, the report's coming down that um, the, the brand split is being um, reevaluated and that the off for um, pay-per-views, the pay-per-views that aren't the big four, the big four are both Raw and SmackDown matches – that they, the rest of them will feed, will not be brand specific. They won't be Raw um, or SmackDown pay per views, and that speaks to the fact that they're looking at what they're, um, you know, they're looking about how much of a draw they have in these in these pay per views and the pay per view. I mean, the pay per Sunday night shows, and those Sunday night shows are the shows that, um, you know, that drive the network. Um, and so they're thinking that they've got weaker shows because. Um, SmackDown by itself or Raw by itself can't sustain what having a what having every show being all hands on deck as far as big stars go. So at least they're looking at that, um, and so that tells me you know that tells me that they know there's something now. Um, a lot of times WWE wrestling promotions look at the things that they don't mind changing instead of the things they should change. And they rearrange the deck chairs, but they won't make the big changes that they should make when, when, when the evidence is in front of them. And so, um, you know, Vince Man, Vince says a lot of things, and WWE says a lot of corporate speak that um, sounds great and is and is approved in corporate America, but doesn't either they either like a lot of corporations don't follow it or it doesn't mean anything. But one of the things he does say is content is king. And so you can um, – they do a good job business-wise. You know, like they, they respond to, okay, these shows on the network aren't – these reality shows with, with wrestlers in them um, aren't really drawing very many viewers. So we're going to cut these out and see – you know, we're going to cut this – uh, this expense out and see what we've got, you know, and, and do some, you know, and, and, and still bring the same level of people coming in and, and get a more efficient, um, you know, a more, more efficient out of their gross, more efficient profit out of their gross. But, um, they, um, you know, they, they do need to look at, um, and, you know, in this week, this, this week is a perfect time to talk about it because whether it's a coincidence and it's a coincidence, it's incompetence, or whether it's an idea that for some reason is going to make everybody happy, the um, the putting more and more main eventers into the main event, the elimination chamber, at the same time you're doing it with the um, th- which what was a three way match um, for AJ Styles' WWE title um, on the SmackDown show and elimination chamber on the Raw show. Um, you know, they very much need to get their um, content under control. And then there's just, you know, we talk about Roman Reigns and Roman Reigns being good enough 
as the as the new well the not so new face of the company who's you know who's headed towards a coronation at WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar and you know kind of watching um how are his numbers doing or how's the reaction how's the negative reaction is it growing is it is it slowing down is he is he um performing better and all that there's only so much that he has done and so we you know even with John Cena and John Cena is you know is the number one star number one money money making money generating revenue ratings generating star of his era he's not quite he wasn't that that type of there's a new era in wrestling. You have to see this new guy. And that's what always wrestling has. Um, professional wrestling, whether it's WWE or any other kind of main event company, it's always thrived on. It's always grown on is the exciting new star. Get on board. Get on board for the exciting new star. And, you know, the people that are going to get on board for Roman Reigns have gotten on board. And, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Raw 25th anniversary with pretty much everybody that was available as far as legends go, um, with one with one um, yellow and red exception, um, was there and um, and they got an audience of it that which meant which you would think because most of it was older acts nostalgia acts it was um, viewers wanting to take a look at Russell you know at least willing to look at WWE again who may have been you know who are strong viewers in the past and for whatever reason gave it up with and there's an enormous amount of lapsed wrestling fans and so they came back and they watched it and two weeks later everything's back to normal they they didn't seem to catch anybody um, you know in that and um, they didn't and I, I would assume they didn't ca- I would very much assume they didn't catch any new subscribe new old subscribers by um giving that that sample of that show and so yeah you, you know at the end of the day you have to look at the content you have to look at the detail work you have to look at um who's on top of the shows you have to look at um at how they're produced and, and um and again you know the the cost of the the cost of the television contract in the sense of it's the number one revenue stream that they have but they sacrifice that third hour of of churn. You talk about churn, churning fans, either satiating fans with rest. There's you know giving them a show that's by any you know I don't think there's anybody that, that, that except for USA Network um, and USA Network's willing to burn out a specific show from specific producers and think that they can get another show and that can get those ratings some other time, um, but. You know, you've got this. You, you've got this thing that's wearing. You've got five hours in two days every single week, and then you've got these long ass um, Sunday night shows that are getting longer and longer. And you've got a lot of wrestlers. You know, you watch these shows, and they're over with the people that are there for the most part. But there's not this sense of damn, this is exciting, except for some WrestleMania matches, and every once in a while. There's a Brock Lesnar match that um, it depends on. The, it has to be the right opponent, and it has to be, you know, it, it has to be good circumstances. And they they bought some time last year with Goldberg, but you can't. You can only buy con buy time with your content with nostalgia acts so long. Um, 
there's some good talent, but there's also, you know, you can go down the line of the new talent that's that's over and featured from Ben Bauer and, and a ton. And with the exception of maybe AJ Styles, who more and more seems like a guy who's getting over because he's that good, despite some of the, the some of the things he's involved in. His wrestling is that good, and they don't interfere with his, um, and they're not interfering with his promos. Um, but the rest of it, you know, the rest of it, you look at Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Finn Balor and and um, a lot of those guys that are and, and Nakamura and, and just a lot of those guys that are really talented. And every single one of them you can look at and go and and Bailey and, and Charlotte and you know and, and Sasha Banks and, and and I wouldn't say Oscar, but pretty much everybody else. Um, and go, they have not been featured to their best. There's been real problems with how they've been, how their content has been delivered. And so, um, yeah, I think that I think that I, I don't think WWE can can afford to for for many years. Um, you know, they might ca- they're going to catch. It looks like the timing is right for the television deal, but at some point that content has got to grow. It's got to grow new fans and a new audience and um, and get bigger and not just be, okay, we've got, you know, we've got a million and a half people um, that will consistently, some will go and some will come, but will, that will consistently pay $9.99 for their streaming service. They've got to grow that. And um, there's well, they, don't, they, don't, they don't have to. They can make well, they money. They can make money the next 25 years doing it if they can just hold the audience they have or replace the ones who leave. But that's not but, their but that, but that's not their goal as a business. Their goal is to grow, um, and Wall Street wants them to grow, and they want to brag about growth, and they brag a lot about uh, revenue growth. But yeah, it's the, the, the entertainment companies, entertainment companies, sports being part of those entertainment companies, more you know one genre of it. They don't hold the line. They don't just keep it. They either grow or they slowly diminish. There's a, you know, there's a shelf life. And when you're WWE, you don't want, you want to be a sport. You don't want to have a shelf life. And um, that's, you can't just, you can't just go, oh, we'll make money at this level forever. Because what will happen is if you're not growing it, people will drop out and other people won't replace them. And Now you can subscribe to our VIP podcast lineup within the Apple podcast app using your Apple account. That's new as of March 2022. Just search PW Torch in your Apple Podcast app and you'll see the PW Torch Daily Cast logo show up. That's our free show that's been around forever. And also the PW Torch VIP Podcast logo. There is a free show every week. So subscribe even if you don't plan to go VIP and get a sample of our VIP tier programming. But if you click subscribe, then you'll become a VIP member instantly with a three-day free trial after which your Apple account will be charged. So you don't need to take out your credit card, debit card, or go anywhere else. If you listen to our free shows on Apple Podcasts, you are five seconds away from being a VIP member with a three-day free trial. So we invite you to check it out. That includes dozens of VIP shows throughout the week, including VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling post shows and podcasts and daily casts. All those episodes are presented to VIP members with ads and plugs removed along with VIP exclusives like our post-pay-per-view roundtables, the Wade Keller Hotline, The Fix with Todd and Wade, Everything with Rich and Wade, and many other VIP exclusive shows. Just search PW Torch within the Apple Podcasts app. If you're being propped up, so to speak, by a contract which you earned, but the current product is not earned, the, the metrics of the current product 
are not as, as complementary as what you can point at regarding your income going up because of some bookkeeping, I won't call them tricks, but just happenstance in, in, in the way bookkeeping is done based on a change in your, in your, your setup and, and how you collect revenue. And a TV deal you signed a couple of years ago that wasn't even connected to ratings then, you're patting yourself on the back for something that you don't really deserve. You haven't done anything in the last couple of years to deserve credit for it. Or you should at least be concerned that around the bend, and we saw this with Nitro, you know, they were producing horrendous content, but still beating Raw on the ratings because of inertia and brand loyalty and people's just habits. Uh, but it was always around the bend, and there was, you know, a, a, probably a two-year stretch where people were yelling, this is not sustainable. You are going to uh, be in, you're gonna be in trouble if you're, not, you know, if you're not hitting these check checkboxes of what businesses do to survive. And they weren't hitting any of them, and they were inventing new ones to, to undercut their, their, their momentum. And so WWE is nowhere near that stage. But they, this, this celebration of record revenue needs to be tempered by the metrics that are not as complimentary or just, I wouldn't call it ominous, but, but sobering. You know, the network is not growing at a steady pace. It's, the growth is diminishing, and we have a big enough sample size now, including international, to say what they're doing is not going to lead to 2.5 million subscribers. So if people are pricing WWE stock based on a projection that is looking at revenue as an indicator of their product itself being gobbled up by people wanting to spend money on it, I would say that there's a disconnect between record revenue and the enthusiasm and engagement of, of their audience when it comes to parting with their money. Yeah, and, you know, and then there's and the – Live attendance is down too, I'll throw in. You know, uh, live, right. live house show. So it's, it's in a lot of those areas where it's how do I feel today about the product? Am I going to watch? Am I going to subscribe? Am I going to go buy a ticket? Those indicators, that's – if I'm creative, that's, those, those are the bellwether signals of where things are going to be in a year or two. And there, for all the um, praise that the new platform gets, that WWE gets for going to a streaming service, because and, and you know, and it doesn't really matter now, but but having a streaming service ahead of a lot of entertainment entities, and they they have that because it was the best option after the after in after what they wanted to have, which was a cable television network of their own. Um, they they couldn't make that work, but still, cable television still. Um, Pay-per-view, WB pay-per-views for the strangest, you know, I don't know, strangest reason, whatever the reason is, pay-per-view still is an entity. You know, UFC does does real numbers in a, in a down year on pay-per-view and, and, and a down time. I'm going to say a year, a down time. They, they too have too much product, way too much product, but um, in my, in my opinion, but they, um, they, um, you know, WWE, their pay-per-view numbers have gone up at a time, and the streaming services stayed right there. So um, there's a lot in flux here, and it's kind of – and I'm, I'm flummoxed as to – I can see their pay-per-view numbers readjusting to the streaming services and then staying – you know, staying – in some sort of line, you know, in some sort of percentage, but for one to step, but for the new service and the better value by any stretch of the imagination, the streaming service to stay where it is. Um, and then the, um, you know, and then the pay-per-view numbers to go up, the pay-per-view money to go up. That's really odd. I don't know. And it's kind of disturbing. I mean, I, I think it's that, that people are going, I'm not going to pay nine ninety nine every month. If you got something I want to see, 
I'll be willing to, to shell out 50 bucks or 60 bucks. Um, and, but I'm not counting on it and you can't count on me. And, um, and that's not so, um, and that, I think that speaks to two, um, you know, you get a lot of content, but how much wrestling content do you need? And I'm talking about the type of fan that watches new Japan pro wrestling is excited about the ring of honor app. It's exciting about, um, you know, is excited about, um, all Japan having a streaming service and all that kind of thing and watches, you know, evolve and, and progress and every, you know, and, and a whole lot of other things, CWF and Atlantic and whatever. That's a, that's a, a fan base that, um, you know, will pay for tickets and, and, and does exist, but it's not enough to sustain anybody or change anything. And particularly for WWE. So, um, they need, they need, a, they need that mainstream base to grow. And, you know, you know, and now, and, and also just ratings, well, their ratings haven't dropped as bad, you know, like their ratings this year leveled out instead of just continuing to drop and drop and drop. And they look good in comparison to some other, you know, just some, some other television ratings, but, and, and very fortunately, because, you know, you know, it looks like they'll get, a, you know, it looks like, and we don't know till they get it. You know, they'll get their television deal, which is the base of everything, uh, of their revenue. But um, yeah, at some point, at some point, you can lose that too. Um, you can, you know, they they need to um, do a better job of identifying um, identifying talent and putting it in the right positions to do well. And as much as you know, as much as we talk about AJ Styles is an example of a good talent who was never was was on a, sh- a shaky very shaky platform with tna impact um just because you're better than tna impact uh, <laughs> as far as being a platform doesn't mean you're getting the most out of getting what you need out of everything you have and, and you know you look into stuff and you just go there's too many there's too many things that if it's bothering wrestling fans this doesn't make sense i'm frustrated by it um that doesn't mean the casual fan is is liking it it means the casual fan more than likely is going that's a bunch of crap i'll watch something else yeah yeah, absolutely all right let's uh cut to our second break when we come back we'll uh answer some email questions to wrap up today's program you can support us on patreon and get these shows with ads and plugs removed the weight killer processing podcast weight killer processing post shows and the pw torch daily cast throughout the week with ads and plugs removed plus a few bonus vip shows throughout the month for just $4.99 a month. Check it out, patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. And you can also upgrade to other tiers and receive even more benefits through Patreon. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other Pro Wrestling Media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. So again, if you're interested in hearing more of Bruce Mitchell, you can hear hours of him every week on Tuesdays and on the weekend, including mailbag segment where we cover uh, topics like today in depth, big picture topics and also history uh, and sometimes frivolous stuff, too. I mean, it's it's a real mix, but uh, go check out details on what comes with the VIP membership, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. We believe, uh, Bruce, you and I have been doing the Bruce Mitchell Audio show 
long enough to be able to say that it's the second longest running weekly podcast of any kind on any topic anywhere. There's a tech podcast that I believe has gone on uninterrupted weekly longer. Uh, but we were doing this back in 2004 before the word podcast was a word. And they're uh, just about all of them, I think. I mean, maybe a small handful aren't online for some reason, but maybe not. They all, actually, all of them might be online. Uh, so you can go through the backlog. We also have a, a directory page set up with a list of by topic, like just a super in-depth shows on the Freebird, super in-depth shows on uh, ECW. I mean, pick your era, pick your big name, whether a book came out, a DVD came out, a documentary came out, or a death, whatever the, 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 the story of the week was, uh, Bruce has been there, and we've gone super in-depth on, on those, and those are available in an organized uh, fashion on the Bruce Mitchell page. So uh, if you are a student of the game and, and, and you're looking for maybe somebody on the outside of the business who can be objective and there's value in that, not worrying about your next job in the business, not being biased by friendships in the business and colleagues, and there's a value in hearing from people in the business. But uh, what Bruce does has a, a real value if you're if you want to kind of complete your knowledge base about professional wrestling so um if all this kind of uh it rings a bell uh it, you know for you in terms of thinking maybe that's for me check out vip membership pwtorch.com slash go vip uh bruce let's go to an email question from eric s this uh topical this week he says maybe i'm nitpicking but does wwe really broadcast all their pre-tape promos by filming a television screen that being said, the Uso part of the promo was at least decent. Um, yeah, it was. It was. I, I chuckled at the the. Uh, uh, I was going to say the Basham brothers. I was just doing a flashback article this week, and the Basham showed up, so they're on my mind. The Bludgeon Brothers, um, smashing with a with a, a sledgehammers a TV, and what happens? A flimsy piece of plastic drops to the gr- floats to the ground like a like a flower petal. <laughs> it wasn't exactly glass shattering and a big thump of a metal tube falling to the ground. Um, and that was cheesy because obviously they don't normally film a TV. So I'm uh, I'm with Eric um, in that. No, it's it's not nitpicking. It was kind of cheesy. A lot of what a lot of the new techniques they're trying lately, Bruce, have been cheesy. I'm for experimenting, but I'm also for editing ideas before they make it onto the air in front of millions of people. But Eric's real question: Is it just me, or is WWE making baby faces out of all of their heels on this week's episode of SmackDown? Baron getting beaten down, getting back up, asking for more, and then still coming out to fight two more times. He looked like a badass big man who won't quit. Then Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable interrupt the New Day and say exactly what we're all thinking. New Day was wasting our time, and Benjamin Gable came out to put an end to the frivolity. And finally, is, uh, and this is kind of a separate subject, but also from SmackDown, is it just me or was the Jinder Orton segment almost worth the six months of boring TV it took to get there? I'm not saying the segment was perfect, but it felt like everyone involved had legitimate beef. Thanks for all the great analysis. Everyone go VIP. Thank you, Eric. Um, yeah, Bruce, so uh, what do you think about those topics? Um, Orton and Orton and Jinder and, um, and um, Glorious, um, that I thought was just good boilerplate stuff. You know, I mean, I thought that was just like, that was just, you know, you, you, you got everybody, you got everybody's character, you got, you got, um, Bobby Roode saying to Randy Orton, you know, you always attack people from behind, you've got Randy Orton, you know, giving his excited, you know, pretty much what's left of his act now, which is, um, RKOing people, and that is over, and then you've got the heel, the real heel, Jinder Mahal, um, taking advantage and, and looking pretty strong, too. So, I mean, I didn't think it was like any kind of game-changing thing, but I thought it was just good boilerplate wrestling. Um, as for the rest of it, yeah, I, I do agree with that. I thought Baron Corbin 
Um, and I, I think on SmackDown, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn look like underdogs. They look like heroes who keep slaying dragons to stay in the picture to get their, um, you know, to get the, the WWE title. That everybody's against them. And, um, and now they're on the cusp of maybe winning it. And it's just kind of odd, you know, it's, but they're also heels in the sense of they, um, whine all the time and they make excuses and, and, and they want to cheat all the time. And so you, you know, you've got that part of it. And then, but yeah, Baron Corbin, um, yeah, he looked like, he looked like somewhat of a badass coming back. And then he wrestled like, um, then he kind of wrestled like a heel too. So I think, you know, you know, you know, the excuse is shades of gray. It's not shades of gray. It's um, it's characters who don't act consistently in situations that aren't consistent. And um, I the, think the, the thing about a good character is there's a constitution that guides their actions and there should be a consistency to it so that when there's an inconsistency, it's indicative of a change of environment, a change in attitude. Uh, desperation, inspiration, and it gets talked about and highlighted. But if you just have characters acting indiscriminately week to week and circumstance to circumstance, that's not nuanced writing. That's hack writing. That's not shades of gray. It's it just it's crap. undercutting. It's crap. Yeah, it's yeah. crap. It's crap. Yeah, Thank it's you. Crap. And um, it, it confuses people. You know, and when the when the um, slow burn of Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon started, they got the benefit of the doubt, at least for me, and I think from some other people, like, what's going on here, and how's this going to work out? Even if you couldn't really see, it's like, okay, they're trying something. And now um, it's been so incoherent and, um, and, and so nonproductive that patience is gone. You're not, they don't get the benefit of the doubt with folks. And I think SmackDown in particular is running out right now They're in the last few weeks. Is, uh, is, up, yeah. up against the Olympics, Bruce, SmackDown dropped 500% more than Raw up against the Olympics this week. Their ratings now are below where they were two years ago when they were pre-taped on uh, Thursdays or Fridays. I guess it was Thursdays then, I think. And, uh, and, and had just reruns of, you know, just replay, you know, reruns and replays from Raw, the same talent. They're now below that. And granted, you could say the Olympics was part of it, but they're, they're, they're below it anyway. Um, without the drop-off of the Olympics. So they are starting to pay a price, if you look at the metrics and interpret them, I think, reasonably. They're starting to pay a price for this incoherent television and, and all the things that are frustrating about what they've done with SmackDown the past you know, two-plus months right now. Yeah, uh, yeah, the the, the um, buzzers are coming home to roost. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's part of it. No, it's not you. It's, um, it's a perplexing, not very satisfying product to watch right now. Thanks for downloading today's show. Take it to the next level with a VIP membership. Get shows like this, the Wake Keller Processing Podcast, Wake Keller Processing Post Show, and the PW Torch Daily Casts on our PW Torch VIP podcast feed with ads and plugs removed from the shows for a streamlined listening experience. And also hear the VIP exclusive shows that I host with Rich Fan and Todd Martin. Everything with Rich Fan and The Fix with Todd Martin's signature VIP series that you're missing out without a VIP membership. So go VIP here in 2022 and enjoy all the benefits all the bonus content, and the ad-free listening experience. pwtorch.com slash govip. Well, and, and the, the heels uh, all battling each other this week on SmackDown, I, I don't think it was like some philosophical experiment or, or some dedication. I think it was just happenstance. Like it just sort of 
how things turned out and how they wanted to tell a story and who was available and a, and a lack of baby faces. I don't think we should read too much into it as some sort of, um, you know, new line of thinking, but it, no, no, I think it's just bad. Yeah, well, and it's putting yeah. it's putting fans in a position. If you're trying to get Bobby Roode over as a babyface, having him stand next to Randy Orton and making fans choose isn't. It, Bobby's not at the level yet where it's a dream match where you match up two babyfaces. It's Hogan and Warrior, and I want to see what happens when they face off. Or like Bob's Bobby's not at that level. You need to get him to that level. Otherwise, by having him stand next to the most popular guy in SmackDown along with AJ Styles right now, you're you're causing fans to it's human nature, rationalize why they like Randy more than Bobby, and that hurts Bobby coming out of it. Now, he gets a little rub from being in the ring with Orton, which is better than just standing opposite of Ziggler for the next six months. So it's it's a mixed bag, but you're just better off book having a booking scheme where in your you've got this this chart of guys where you're getting heels hot to face a baby face that you're trying to elevate. And it's just basic structural stuff that every booker does in their head on a notepad. Historically, they figure it out and they do it. And WWE is just sort of like rant. It's just like a, drawing names out of a hat and matching them up and calling that progressive, and it's not. Exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's exactly. And it goes to also just what is the base of the business, and that's, um, that's you know, serious fights. And, and, you know, you even talk about these little production quirks. All of them are designed to be cute. All of them are designed to be um, ha-ha entertaining. Um, or and, you know, and innovative and make somebody who showed up for work and doesn't understand the history of this business and what draws and what doesn't feel like they contributed to earn their paycheck. And they need more people who are students of the, students of the game, students of the industry, who can say, hey, instead of innovating with selfie videos and smashing a flat-screen TV – and having a top 10 list based on something that's new. Why don't we just get to the fundamentals of figuring out and, and getting inspired by history? How do we get a heel over so that fans want to pay to see the baby face beat them up? I mean, that's what this is all about. It's, it doesn't have to be more complicated than that, and they make it so difficult. Um, I'm glad I'm on the flagship because I don't think you and I have actually talked about the top 10 list, but I want to give a, a, a succinct summary of it. Yes. It sucks. <laughs> this is the worst top 10 anything I have ever seen. It has no purpose. It makes no damn sense to see those three. And you know what? I did praise this segment, and I was thinking about the end of it. But to see those three those three in the ring, um, um, Bobby Roode and, and Randy Orton and Jinder Mahal, talking about a top 10 list that meant nothing, that goes nowhere – um, and that's, you know, it's like, okay, if, if you ride, you know, Jinder Mahal rises further on the top 10 list, will he get a title shot with Charlotte for the WWE women's title? I mean, it, this thing makes no damn sense. Um, it's awful. So anyway, I just want to like throw that Yeah, and, and I'm, I'm more, I, I don't like it, but I'm more of a defender of it than, than most in the sense that I think having Jinder throw in Randy's face, you're number nine and Bobby, who's been here for six months is number six. That says your colleagues think that you've peaked. Now, if that triggers Randy, that, that rings true, by the way, because Randy does seem at times to be very content being the, the ultimate B-minus player. And if that creates a spark to the writing team and him to light a fire under his character and have him do more than just lean on this RKO out of nowhere, the, je- the, the arm gesture on the second rope and the crowd responding because he's a star and he's cool and he doesn't care – that only gets you so far when you try to produce two hours of weekly TV and get him involved in matches where people want to pay to see them. They seem historically consequential, and people want to stay with the network to see what happens next on his journey. If that's, They can use that peer-rated top ten list. I think they can use that in a successful way if they frame it 
in a way that makes sense. And there is a way to make that make sense, but I think people are hung up on a top 10 list being this solid list of contenders based on a criteria. As long as they're very open, and they need to be more explicit about this, this is just a list, a popularity contest among wrestlers in the back, and it's just a social experiment to see how wrestlers react to how their peers rate them. And they don't treat it as anything but that. You can have segments like this where a heel uses it to ignite, try to turn two baby faces against each other and then have it backfire. So in other words, it's not hopeless, but they need to do a better job lowering people's expectations for this being objective because it hasn't been presented that way, but they haven't been overt enough in letting people know nobody's taking this seriously other than it's a reflection of how the locker room feels about the talent right now, their colleagues. Yeah, I, I don't buy any of that. I think it sucks. <laughs> I just think it sucks. Yeah, all right, it's fair it's not good. Um, and then the other thing of, of yeah, that problems with Randy Orton, and those are discussions that should be going on um, backstage, not from the t- television no, camps. So yeah, but I'm is. just like, good lord! I mean, that is, you know, I, that that I, I I thought like in with the fake dialogue that that. WWE performers are saddled with a lot of the time. That was right up there. Um, oh, you're six, you're five. Um, you know, yeah. Look at my, you know, and, and, you know, you got to be thinking. Yeah, look at even in the reality of WWE universe. Look at my paycheck. I mean, give me a break. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I just that top ten list is an embarrassment. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. It, you put together a very rational. Um, defense, defense, maybe or, or justification or something. But anyway, I, I think it's I think it's from the minute they brought it out is on. Is well, this is th- this top ten list is brought to you by the people who think it's a good idea to have uh, an abundance of selfie videos, which they have pulled back on, and to accentuate what wrestlers are saying with cartoonish big, bold words on a screen. Yeah, that's uh, what I was talking about. It's not edgy. Yeah, big, bold yeah. on a screen has nothing to do with edginess. It has to do with um, it has to do with pop camp, you know, all that. And it doesn't it doesn't work. And it doesn't, you know, this is, um, you know, if if they become, the, you know, they a lot of times are trying to be the old Batman TV show from the 60s. And there's not much of a shelf life for that for Russell. This is um, David McClain glow. Uh, I, 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 he probably would have said okay to it, but I think he might have thought twice uh, because it's too. Uh, he would have loved it. He would have loved it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, yeah. One way that you can help us sustain our schedule of putting out podcasts throughout the week is by giving us a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. Just go to Apple Podcasts and look for our Wade Keller Processing Podcast and Wade Keller Processing Post Show and give us a five star rating. We hope you think we've earned that score with our fast turnaround times and our quantity and quality of wrestling analysis throughout the week. So take a moment out for us and do us a favor and give us a five star rating at Apple Podcasts. That helps us on search returns and helps us grow. And if you want, you can add a few comments about what you like about the programs in the comments section. Thank you so much. Let's dip into the history uh, topics here in the mailbag. Hey, Bruce, I've been a Pro Wrestling Tour subscriber since the paper copy and the 900 number days. And I like 1997, uh, but you have always been my favorite. But for some reason, I've never asked you a question. So now I want to ask you a question. In or around 1988, did why did WWE hate Dusty Rhodes so much? I know they had him on the roster, but there were so many things that they did to disrespect him. I just found out the Virgil name was a ripoff on Dusty because of his real name, along with so many other things mentioned in the past. Then in the NXT WWE days, they pretty much uh, 
kissed his ass and showed people the real Dusty in the Hall of Fame, and this is his true wrestling career. Uh, thanks. You're my favorite. I look forward to your thoughts. Okay, a couple of things. They may have seemed to um, kiss Dusty's ass as far as NXT went and gave him some credit, um, but Dusty, Dusty Rhodes was the father figure in NXT in a way that Triple H tries to be. And, um, but they put him in a closet and they literally put him in a closet and they, um, they, they tried to, um, they, they tried to um, minimize what he did. They would have fired him, but they knew that they knew how badly it would look. Um, so I just want to say that part of it. And then, um, and but also, um, why did they hate Dusty Rhodes? Dusty Rhodes was the number one star of their number one competition, and Dusty Rhodes had a huge ego, and he would go on television and and run down um, this man. He wouldn't say it by name, and run down Hulk Hogan. He didn't need Hollywood to stand with him. He didn't need to pay some rock and roller. He was the um, he was the second most recognizable, you know, Bruce Pritchard's made a lot of fun of this, but the second most recognizable name in all of sports behind Muhammad Ali, who he thought himself as the two people he thought himself uh, as John Wayne, um, the, the, the remarkably popular Western, you know, all time Western uh, movie star and Muhammad Ali himself. And so, um, and he had, he had stepped on their toes many times Ric Flair wasn't the number one pushed guy. It was Dusty Rhodes. And, um, and so Dusty Rhodes um, coming a cropper by, in, in a major way um, in Jim Crockett promotions, both by his ego and his, and his lack of business sense and spending money and then doubling down on himself as the number one star when fans were, um, fans were tired of him and he was um, – he was overexposed, and he was also um, not able to perform that well. And then there were other wrestlers, Ric Flair included, that that fans wanted to see um, in his role, um, Ric Flair particularly. And so anyway, um, he had to go hat in hand um, after being fired from TBS. Um, he had to go hat in hand after trying to revive Florida around himself. Um, and that didn't work. He had to go hat in hand to Vince McMahon, and so McMahon um, made him pay. And, and, you know, the very first vignette Dusty Rhodes, the common man, um, did on television. And this was the guy who was the, you know, you know, you got to deal with the dealer in the NWA. The first thing they had him do was stick his hand into a toilet and pull out doo-doo and talk about how doo-doo is good for you. Um, as a plumber's son and his father, I mean, he always would proudly say, I'm the American dream. I'm the son of a plumber from Austin, Texas, who, you know, wanted to dine with kings and queens and lived in an alley and, and, and snacked on pork and beans and, and, and all that. And, um, and put him in polka dots because polka dots um, make people look larger than they are, not smaller. And, and Dusty was... Um, Dusty carried a lot of extra weight, and he was sensitive about it. And there was a lot of that. They, um, you know, Dusty Rhodes wanted to have a valet. He wanted to, he wanted to be cutting edge socially, so he wanted to have a hot um, African American female valet. And they gave him um, Sapphire. By the way, Sapphire, which is a name from the Amos and Andy, um, the blackface, um, famous Jim Crow 
radio shows and, and television shows. Um, they gave him a middle-aged woman who used to drive the Russells around in the Kansas City area. Um, and he made the most of it that there was there to make, but it was very clear that um, he was having to eat it to make money in the wrestling business after all those years of being on top. And so um, it was a matter. It was a matter of he. Um, they got a big kick out of trying to humble one of the biggest egos in professional wrestling, and they did. They humbled him in certain ways, but um, it was you know. Did they did they humble anybody else to that degree? Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, um, not I guess not the Ganias, not Bill Watt. I'm trying to think of like who are. I mean, they, you know, at the end of the time, you know, the thing with Eric Bischoff was they were he his his um, time in WWE lasted a few years longer than you, than anybody would have expected. They, they expected, you know, he'd last nine months to a year, but he lasted longer because he was good at the job. But in the end, um, this man picked him up, literally picked him up on national television and threw him into a garbage, into a garbage truck. And that was the last you ever saw of Eric Bischoff um, on, you know, as far as, as far as being in the storylines and being in the universe. So yeah. that, but they didn't, they didn't, um, they just treat him as a heel character and made good use of him after they figured out that they could do that. Um, no, I don't think they, I don't think they did that to, um, anybody with the exception of Harley race. And, um, you know, you know, the winners write the history of, or at least write the propaganda, propaganda. We write the history, but, but WWE writes the propaganda. And so the propaganda is that, um, hockey talk man really is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Instead of, uh, instead of a weak champion who said that to get heat and, um, and, and, um, Harley race who, um, very much, took pride in being the NWA world's heavyweight champion, the, the, the toughest man on God's green earth and would, um, and people who disrespected the NWA and the NWA championship. Um, he was known to beat them up. He was known to, um, he was known to go to their arenas and, and cause trouble. He was known to, um, go challenge Hulk Hogan, you know, go challenge Hulk Hogan in a dressing room and, you know, that kind of thing. And he took it really seriously. So they said, well, he thinks he's the king of wrestling. So we'll put him in a, um, you know, we'll put him in a margarine commercial um, robe and, and King's crown and make him be the king of wrestling. And Harley um, responded to that because he had to work too. It's like his, his company was, he was the, one of the co-owners in Kansas City and St. Louis, and it was going down the tubes. And he figured the best thing to do was join the enemy and, and you know, get on the Hulk Hogan bandwagon and do jobs for Hulk Hogan. And, and that was a way to make good money, but they dressed him up like a, you know, like a clown. And um, he responded to that by um, drinking a lot. You know, he yeah. was known yeah. to be in the ring. You know, I mean, it was, you can you can see in some of his interviews too. I mean, he wasn't happy with it. So the two to me is Harley Race, the King is King Harley Race, yeah. and just it's the common man. And it embarrasses me sometimes when I see someone like, who should know better, like Tommy Dreamer, trying to pay tribute to Dusty Rhodes, who was a big fan of territorial wrestling and 
w, you know, grew up in the WWF area and was a t- fan of that wrestling and was a fan of, of Memphis and Mid-Atlantic and, and Florida and, and all the in Georgia and all those. And he wants to pay tribute to Dusty Rhodes and he goes out and um, polka dots. And Dusty Rhodes said that was a year and a half of my career and it's not my f- and those polka dots aren't my favorite thing. And yeah. it, why would they be? It was he, as someone who got really tired of Dusty Rhodes over, um, you know, just overarching personality and overreaching in Jim Crockett promotions and was glad to see him go. Even I, when I saw the polka dots, I just thought that's really disrespectful. Do you, and I didn't like him, but it was like that. I just thought that's really disrespectful. And the the idea that you take talent that's going to make you money now, that's your money, that's going to make you money and treat them that pettily and cost yourself money, um, has bothered me in the wrestling business. Um, you know, and, and this man's done it. I would say more than anybody else. There's been, you know, anything Vince Russo was associated with, he did some things like that. Um, well, Vince has but, had decades to do it and the power and success and power, know, to get away with it. So that, Where, that yeah, yeah. I mean, he can get away with it. And yeah, he's had Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock and, and Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels and a lot of very high money making acts to, to, to allow him the liberty and the, um, the financial room to do things like that. So, um, but I've always thought it's, I I always thought it's cutting his nose off to spite his face. Support us on Patreon starting at $4 and 99 cents. Get these shows ad free and bonus VIP content. That's $4 and 99 cents on Patreon, patreon.com slash PW torch VIP. That's patreon.com slash PW torch VIP. That is the quickest, cheapest, and easiest way to support us and enjoy these shows with a streamlined listening experience. The Wade Keller Post Shows, Podcasts, and the PW Torch Daily Casts, plus some random VIP bonus content. How do you think Jerry Lawler has fared in this way? In the early 90s, I interviewed Jerry Lawler, and I mean, there was probably nobody who was more negative about Vince McMahon and his national expansion and his approach to portraying wrestling. Uh, I don't know if anybody was more negative and, and harsh and critical than, than Jerry Lawler at that time. And then, you know, he joined, um, like so many others, uh, just about everybody else in, in, of prominent position in the 70s and 80s ended up uh, joining up in some form or fashion. How, how do you grade how he fared, and why did he fare the way that he did compared to some others like Harley Race and, and uh, everyone else? I grade him high in the sense of, he played whatever cards were available to him it, it very well for the most part. And what when he was co-owner with Jerry Jarrett of the Memphis promotion and they knew they had a few more years left, they had a loyal fan base and they could make money. And that fan base was loyal to Memphis and they weren't loyal to the WWF. The WWF wouldn't draw very well um, going up against the Memphis promotion when they came. And that changed as time went on. And Jerry Lawler, who was very good at rationalizing, explaining things, could go on national, could go on his television, talk to his fans, talk to the Memphis people. And he was um, iconic in Memphis. I mean, and, and I don't use that term um, anywhere near as much as other people do in wrestling, but he was, you know, he was part of the Memphis mainstream culture and he could go on there and say, you know, these, these interlopers are coming in and they don't do wrestling the right way and blah, blah, blah. And, 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 um, and, you know, sue them for using the King trademark in Memphis and saying the King, as it was Harley racing, um, was coming to Memphis and, um, you know, and, and do that. But then also instead of, 
having to um, – he didn't go with no other place to go with no leverage. He went to them while his company was going downhill but still was doing all right and was known for being a place to develop wrestlers where they paid wrestlers you know, almost literally nothing. But they got their names out there and they got some exposure and they got some ring time in and wrestlers – it was a, it was a place to launch a career. And that was the deal they made with them. We won't pay you jack nothing and you'll travel in awful ways but – Perhaps you'll get, you know, perhaps you'll get a shot with WCW or, or WWE or even ECW. And um, so he was able to go to them and go, let's make this deal. We'll do this kind of business where we'll take some of your guys and they'll get experience here and you'll pay us, but they'll get experience here. And then, you know, if you want to send down someone on Monday nights and, you know, Vince McMahon had a good time before the Mr. McMahon um you know, before the Mr. McMahon character of going to Memphis, ten- Tennessee, and sending in videos to feud with Vince McMahon. And he actually was represented by a referee, of, a Memphis referee of all people <laughs> in the. But um, and, and those those promos are up on um, you know on YouTube. You can find it through Memphis, and um, they're tremendous. They're they're right up there at the top of whatever Mr. McMahon content you ever want to see i mean so anyway lawler is able to make business deals that benefited both sides and then i don't think there's ever been anybody with the exception of terry funk um and in, in, in a different way but t- who's able to change with the times and find some place where he could where he could make money and contribute where he was important so you know he went from you know he went from the great heel to the great hometown hero representing Memphis against all comers um, to um, to um, going to making deals with the WWF and and then going into the WWF and still wrestling in his hometown still making deals where he could go home and you know I mean he was the he was and is even to this day is the master of psychology of the cheap trick wrestling match of the match where people are mad and and, and he um, you know you know, and he does nothing really physically, but they don't realize it, and he's got them in the palm of his hand. And, and particularly for independent shows uh, of those of that day, he could make good money doing that. Then, then um, you know, and then use his wit and his ability to talk to get over anywhere. And he did it in, um, you know, he did it with Bret Hart, and he still had enough um, wrestling in him to, um, you know, to main event on that. And then just. The quick wit and the Jerry Lawler joke book. It was, he was famous for memorizing jokes, thousands of jokes, and he had them. At, he could he could pull them out, and they might be corny, but you remembered them. And some of them were just funny, and he was able to ride that. And then in the Attitude Era, he was able to um, you know reinvent himself as this I don't know late forties late you know late forties fifty year old man who um, was a, as obsessed with boobs as any teenager that was watching monday night raw and people accepted it and he got over there and he did a good you know he stayed with that and then he was you know then he's part of of uh, a legendary announcing duo with jim ross i mean he's jim ross's um best most famous partner in you know in a in a big time in wrestling so he really adjusted time after time after time and even now at his age i mean he's still He's still pitching. You know, he's still – you're not surprised to see him on television at, at different times. bringing a Memphis Wrestling Show back weekly on Saturday mornings. 
Yeah, Randy yeah. Hale. That's um, that's that's kind of, that is kind of amazing. I mean, yeah. he was able to um, do nostalgia shows in Memphis based on angles with Terry Funk, based on angles that had been done twenty years before, and just showing the reruns of it, and then building a show around that and um, making good money doing that. So Jerry Lawler is a really interesting figure and a really important figure, I think, in professional wrestling history. All right, we left a lot of topics and emails on the table. We will get to many of them this weekend for VIP members. Bruce, thank you very much. Great having you on the uh, flagship here, and we will uh, try to do it again soon. Good to be here. Excellent. Remember, these shows go ad-free and plug-free when you go VIP. Or go to the homepage, pwtorchlivecast.com. Thank you, everybody, for listening and for your support. Until next time, tomorrow with Nick Aldis, this is Wade Keller signing off. It is not too late to make a New Year's resolution, even if it's no longer the time when people are saying Happy New Year, especially if you're looking to get fit and have nutrient-dense food that's going to give you energy without a bunch of sugar, salt, fat, and processed stuff that just doesn't serve your body well. And one way to do that is with home delivery of Factor chef-prepared meals. Fuel up fast with ready-to-eat nutritious meals delivered straight to your door, leaving you time and energy to tackle everything on your to-do list and you don't have to cook before you settle in to watch wrestling during the week. Achieve and maintain your 2023 goals with Factor. It is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Start saving time, eating well, and living your best year yet. You've heard me talk about these before, I suspect, and I order Factor meals on my own, whether they sponsor the show or not. I'm a believer in these meals. Sometimes I'm just too busy to cook, even though I like to cook. But I know when I'm eating good food, and it's so nice knowing those Factor meals are in the refrigerator, fresh, never frozen, with whole food, healthy ingredients, ready to be microwaved in just over two minutes, and I'm eating. I don't have to wait 45 minutes for delivery and pay a tip. And frankly, so often that delivered food is full of fat, it's deep fried, you're not going to get that with Factor meals. No matter your lifestyle, Factor has delicious flavor-packed meals to help you live life to the fullest. There's keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus options on the menu each week. They are prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians. Each meal has all the ingredients you need to feel satisfied all day long. You don't have to calorie count or try to figure out how much protein or carbs you're getting. They balance it for you. With 34 chef-prepared, dietitian-approved weekly options, there's always something new to try. I always look forward to hitting refresh on the Factor website and seeing the new date pop up for the meal plan a couple weeks out and selecting the meals that I want. You don't have to select meals. They will automatically send you their selection based on your prior selections, but you can customize it too. Get Factor and enjoy clean eating without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door, ready in just two minutes in the microwave. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50. That's a new website and a new code this month. Head to factormeals.com slash wade50 and use code wade50 to get, this is clever, 50% off your first box. That's code wade50 to get 50% off at factormeals.com slash wade50. Treat your body right, give yourself more energy, and save time and money with Factor Meals and get 50% off with coupon code WADE50.
Aloha, Torch Faithful. This is Kelly Wells, host of PWT Talks NXT. Every Thursday, you can hear me and my gang of idiots, Tom Stout, who shares thoughts from the live tapings, and Torch recapper Nate Lindbergh, as well as a rotating cast of guests, cover the matches and events in NXT Live on USA Network. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe, or listen on demand and see the entire PW Torch Daily Cast schedule at pwtorchdailycast.com. Cheers! With some podcast memberships, there's a complicated system of having to enter a username and password in advanced settings, and it works on some apps but not others. That's not the case with PW Torch VIP membership. We now have a slick setup where you're a single click away when you go VIP from having your podcast feed automatically generated on Apple Podcasts. All you need is an authorized VIP membership. As soon as you sign up on our express sign-up form, which takes about a minute, You'll get a link, and you click on it, and it opens Apple Podcasts and subscribes. No entering anything, no advanced settings. You can also subscribe on more podcast apps than ever other than Apple Podcasts, including Beyond Pod and Dogcatcher on Android and many others on iPhones and iOS. So VIP membership, it's more convenient than you realize. Get all the benefits of VIP membership, all the VIP-exclusive podcasts, and these shows with the ads and plugs removed with a VIP membership pwtorch.com slash go VIP. It's quick, it's easy, it's convenient, and we think it's worth it. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Anytime you're watching WWE Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite in particular, send us an email if you've got thoughts on the show or a topic you want us to address or a question for us. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. If there's anything else going on in pro wrestling that you want us to address on our main podcast during our mailbag segments, that same email applies. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. We invite that interaction. Let us know what you think of what we're saying and let us know what you want us to talk about and ask us specific questions. Wade Keller Podcast at pwtorch.com. As many of you know, I like my food analogies when it comes to pro wrestling. Don't ask me how I make it work, but I think I do some of the time. I, I really actually am into food. I like uh, nutrient-dense food. I think about what I eat. I think about what I put in my body. I think I make good choices, and I have good energy, and I maintain my weight well. And part of that is whole foods and nutrient density. But that's not always possible when you're in a rush or when you don't want to order out and spend the money on the tip and waiting for the driver to show up. And a lot of us don't always have time to cook. Some people just don't like to cook. And that's where factors, fresh, never-frozen meals, come into play. I have regularly ordered those on my own. I found that I like to have a supply of factor meals always on hand. It takes about two minutes to heat and eat. Factors, fresh, never-frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast. Savor the harvest season with Factors Pumpkin Feast for Two, featuring fall's most craved flavor, pumpkin. This ready-to-eat bundle helps you make the most of autumn with a full spread that feeds two. It might make for a good fall date night. Factors Rotating Meals have a ton of fall options every week, too. You can add your seasonal favorites like three-bean vegan chili, one of my favorites, or Tuscan tomato chicken, or many other options on their menu, which changes every week. In fact, Factor offers 30-plus meals per week and 36-plus add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what's on the schedule. If you need more protein, you can now add protein to select vegan and veggie meals to pack an additional boost in every bite. If you're trying to work out or just increase your protein content, Factor makes that easy. And Factor, as I noted, is cheaper and quicker than takeout. Seriously, thanks to their commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can actually feel good about what you're eating every day. 
and it tastes great. They don't add a bunch of extra salt and artificial ingredients to try to fake it. They use real whole food, and you'll taste it. So when things get extra busy, Factor is flexible. Change up your order every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week, or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And Factor has options for everyone, however you like to eat. You can choose from keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and protein plus to get chef-crafted, dietitian-approved recipes you'll look forward to every time. As many of you know, I eat a primarily vegan diet, and I choose vegan options. And the variety of options just in the vegan category keeps me going. Again, I can attest to this as someone who likes to cook and likes to eat out. And frankly, I'm kind of picky about restaurants I'll go to a second and third time. These are chef-crafted recipes packed with restaurant-quality flavor. Factor keeps renewing their sponsorship of this show, and they have through the year 2023, because our listeners have found this to be a product that works for them. I think it will work for you. One thing I've found that's helped me maintain my weight as I've aged is nutrient density. It's about eating food that has high-quality ingredients without a lot of processed, empty calories. And Factor's dietitians have figured that out for you. They've done the work, and they deliver it to your doorstep. So here's what you do. Head over to go.factor75.com slash wade60. I'll repeat that in a second here. And you'll get 60% off your first box. That's code wade60 when you go to go.factor75.com slash wade60. That's go.factor75.com slash wade60 to get 60% off your first box. Give yourself a reason to look forward to going to the mailbox each week with a PW Torch newsletter paper copy subscription. Details at pwtorch.com slash paper copy. It's 12 pages every week packed with my TV reports along with exclusive features such as my cover story on the top story of the week, our pay-per-view roundtable reviews from the Torch staff, exclusive feature-length columns from Greg Parks, Rich Fan, Sean Radikin, Alan Cunahan, and Zach Haydorn, Torch Talk transcripts, the latest news, and more. pwtorch.com slash paper copy. Take a break from screen time and settle in every week with a mega dose of wrestling news and analysis with a Pro Wrestling Torch Newsletter paper copy edition in the year 2022. You can get a full year of home delivery for just $99. Or try us for an eight-week trial subscription. pwtorch.com slash paper copy. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30-plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all-text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine-slash-newsletter-style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The back issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them, plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking pro wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year-end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. That's pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full information 
and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year. Every Sunday night, catch Wrestling Night in America on PWTorchDailyCast.com, hosted by me, PW Torch columnist Greg Parks. Each week, I'll welcome a co-host from the Torch family to discuss the big shows in pro wrestling taking your calls and emails. You can listen live most weeks beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. On Sunday nights with the WWE or Impact pay-per-view, we go on the air at the conclusion of that pay-per-view. You can listen live, but of course the full show is available for download on demand anytime shortly after it airs. Visit PWTorchDailyCast.com and click the live stream link to find the next scheduled live show link. Search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or your podcast app to subscribe. Wrestling Night in America every Sunday, PWTorchDailyCast.com. Wrestling fans, are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with mixed martial arts. I'm Robert Vallejos, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover every UFC and Bellator event, we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at PWTorchDailyCast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Casts. It's a new year, so why not treat yourself to a PW Torch VIP membership and get these shows with the ads and plugs removed and a ton of VIP exclusive audio shows such as the new Focus on AEW and Focus on WWE series that I record throughout the week dedicated to a focused look at WWE news and a focused look at AEW news along with commentary, analysis, and Q&A with VIP member listeners. Plus our post-pay-per-view VIP exclusive roundtables and so much more. Plus over 35 years of archives of podcasts, radio shows, newsletters, articles, Check it out, pwtorch.com slash govip. It tells you all about membership. So why not make 2022 the year that you enjoy all the benefits that come with a PW Torch VIP membership? Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? pwtorch.com. Daily news updates, editorials, and my live TV coverage covering Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and my live pay-per-view coverage for WWE and AEW. Create a tab or bookmark, make it a daily stop, visit us throughout the day, every day to keep up on breaking news and more. That's pwtorch.com. One benefit of VIP membership is access to our back issue library, contemporaneous, in-depth, insider reporting on pro wrestling in real time over the past 30 plus years. And throughout the year 2022, we're going to begin our march through the year 2002 with back issues posted each week in PDF and all text formats. You can read it in a PDF format with our original magazine slash newsletter style layout on your screen and flip through the pages, or you can read 
a straightforward all-text format on your phone or tablet or laptop. The Back Issues early in 2002 covered the arrival of Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and Hulk Hogan to WWE and all the controversy that came with them. Plus my cover story that broke the news on the planned launch by Jerry and Jeff Jarrett of a promotion called TNA. Also, the early 2002 features are 2001 year in review features, including ranking Pro Wrestling's most influential power brokers and our Torch year-end awards, the year in quotes, and the top 50 stories ranked in order from the year 2001. So go VIP and dive into our back issues. We have most of our back issues available as soon as you sign up with new back issues week by week from the year 2002, one at a time throughout the year 2022. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. PWTorch.com slash go VIP. That's PWTorch.com slash go VIP for full information and our sign-up form. It's more than podcasts. It's an unmatched library of wrestling history spanning more than three decades as soon as you sign up with more issues added throughout the year. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcast? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Rest Paradise at PWTorch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the U.S., Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the paradise, too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PW Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices, or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. You can support us on Patreon and get these shows. With ads and plugs removed, the Wade Keller Processing Podcast, Wade Keller Processing Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast throughout the week with ads and plugs removed, plus a few bonus VIP shows throughout the month for just $4.99 a month. Check it out, patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. And you can also upgrade to other tiers and receive even more benefits through Patreon. Anytime you're watching WWE Raw or SmackDown or AEW Dynamite in particular, send us an email if you've got thoughts on the show or a topic you want us to address or a question for us. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. If there's anything else going on in pro wrestling that you want us to address on our main podcast during our mailbag segments, that same email applies. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. We invite that interaction. Let us know what you think of what we're saying, and let us know what you want us to talk about, and ask us specific questions. Wade Keller Podcast at PWTorch.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com.